0: Hey, House to Home listeners, this is your host, Brie. Today, you're gonna be listening to us continuing the episode on chronic illness and pain in the home with Sarah Cook. So our first episode that was released last time was seeing God through the story. Sarah was able to share her story with us and her heart with us. And today, you're gonna be listening to the remainder of that episode, which is part two, where she shares wisdom for the home. So in this episode, she's gonna give practical advice, tips, wisdom. I ask a little bit more questions just to get inside of her brain. And we hope that you glean some wisdom from this and that you're able to enjoy it just as much as we were so thank you for always listening in and tuning in to us and we hope that you enjoy welcome to house to home podcast it's here that we'll learn how to cultivate an eternal haven in our temporary world so grab a cup of coffee do the dishes or even take a drive in your car whatever it is you do while listening i hope you feel right at home I would like your advice and your encouragement to people who are battling things that are chronic, like what you're dealing with, not necessarily they got the cancer call, but maybe they have chronic back pain. Maybe they have migraines. Maybe they have something that interferes, something that interferes with their day-to-day life, some sort of pain or illness, something that seems to be kind of like itching at them, or maybe, it, maybe it's killing them physically slowly, or maybe it just seems to be killing their spirit slowly, what kind of advice or encouragement would you have for those people in regards to their home life?
1: Yeah, this is a great question. I think um, the first thing is to lean in to what Jesus is doing. It can be a beautiful, messy thing. Um, and so find the beauty in the mess of it and the hardship of it. And this is a little bit more of a practical thing, but I wanted to kind of talk about, have you ever heard of the spoon theory or spoonies? No nothing like that you should look it up it might be helpful to you even i think so someone who is um sick okay they might start the day off with 10 spoons and spoons would be kind of like your amounts of energy so you have 10 amounts of energy okay and so a normal person would just wake up and shower and it wouldn't use one of their spoons because showering's no big deal. They make their right. breakfast, it maybe uses one because their kid was tugging on them during breakfast, so they use one spoon during that energy. So a person with chronic illness has ten spoons and they don't have any more to draw from. They have ten. Well, it's a cold morning and you didn't get enough sleep, so you woke up with stiffen and pain. So that shower actually takes three spoons to shower instead mm-hmm. of the one or the none that it might take a normal functioning person. And that's going to cost you just to even kind of get out of bed, make it through the shower and get yourself to breakfast while also mothering, right?
0: Yeah. Well, maybe
1: your child is tantruming a lot more than you normally thought. So it's taking up a lot more spoons than you anticipated and you're having dinner guests over. And so that's already Most of your energy that you have, right? And so you have to be so careful on choosing how to spend your spoons, quote unquote, your time, and leave extra room Mm -hmm. because you don't want to risk exhausting yourself and being unable to make it throughout the day. Because if you push too hard, it's going to affect your spoons tomorrow, right? And whereas others can kind of push too hard and drag more spoons out and give more spoons, people with chronic illness and invisible illness, what they've got is what they've got. And sometimes, The most basic of tasks can take more spoons or energy, right? Yeah. So I think this is the reality for many people with fatigue-related illnesses or conditions. Um, And I I like to talk about this because I think it's like really practical for people and like understanding like, you know, you look normal, you look fine. Can you do this thing? Yeah, I can, but then I'm going to have to rework this later with my kids. Right. Like then I won't be able to do this because I'm doing this. And so I think it's important instead of to fight, I fought that for a really long time. I was like, I have unlimited spoons, unlimited energy. I'm (laughs) fine. And I'm actually not at all, you know? And so like, so lean into Jesus, but lean into the fact that you are not fully capable and functioning and say that out loud and tell yourself that and have people tell yourself that. and write on a whiteboard the things you did today and don't focus on the things you didn't do today right yeah um i have a lot of more practical things i think we'll get further into the podcast just because you sent me your questions ahead of time i have a little bit more practical things but i just want to remind everyone that like when you are suffering focus on the truth of the bible that he counts you worthy enough for that and give glory to god in that so those are the things some of the biggest things is just leaning into him during those times
0: yeah. And I like what you said, lean into Jesus. And can I add, but remember you're not Jesus, <laughs> like yes. Yes. you are human. And I read a really good book, humble roots uh, at the beginning of this year. And it just reminded me of my humanity. And we've talked about this. We have similar personalities where we just, we want to take on all of the things. And then um, when chronic illness or chronic pain or something, something that happens to you that you cannot control, which a lot of times are the physical things. Uh, you realize that you can't just make yourself do it. you know, you can't just push through sometimes, whereas maybe you used to, and maybe that's just aging and getting older for some of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's having kids, maybe it's postpartum, whatever that looks like. I think we have to, we have to realize we are human we are not God. We, we needed a severe for a reason. And that goes down to just the small details of our everyday life, you know, doing dishes, chores, being with kids. Like you said, if we're spending our spoons in some other area, then we might not have enough spoons left for our home life and for the, you know, the top priorities there.
1: Yeah. And I like what you said about top priorities. You have to really break it down to a very key level, like or key key points of top priorities here, you know? That's like the basic, everyone's basic needs are met and everyone's hearing about mm-hmm. Jesus. Those are the base, you know, those are the yeah. things that kind of need to be happening Um, and then when I added work into the picture after treatment I had to even relearn this in a whole
0: different way when I you know was still chronically ill while adding work into the picture so and thankfully like you said you have a, a work environment that is really flexible probably and really understanding with you so yes the lord is just good in all of those areas of your little details like you said
1: it's it's all the details, you know. And I think about even we moved here to plant a church, and had we not been here, I wouldn't have been close to John Hopkins, um, you know, and I wouldn't yeah. probably be working at the church. And there's just so many things that God was faithful to us in. And I, I lead the kids ministry at the church, and um, because of COVID for a, a while, it wasn't going on while I was on medical leave. And so yeah. even things like that, like it was just it, it, God's just really good and these things that are really horrible. He shows his his glory. And, and he takes care of us.
0: Yeah, that's good. Okay. So my next question for you was, so when you're sick, you're constantly aware of your weakness and that's not the case when we're healthy, when we're healthy, we feel more free. A lot of people would relate this to, you know, like when I was a kid, I was so free. I didn't think about my health, you know, it wasn't, I just kind of did whatever. And then as you age, most of the time you start thinking more about your health. Um, or maybe a sickness hits and you are now aware of your weakness in that area. And maybe this even hits emotionally, you know, so how do we experience freedom while we're sick and while we are ill? Well, when we're feeling, I guess, kind of bound, what, how do we experience that freedom?
1: I think that's great. We talked about grieving, allow yourself to grieve. Mm -hmm. The other thing is don't compare your life to others. Mm, I struggle good. with this yeah. I have to have social media breaks and pray more about this and confess that sin honestly with my husband and those around me a lot of not comparing um my life to other people's that's really good. I have a very different perspective than people's lives and not everyone has that they might be more physically able or physically capable um but I have an emotional perspective that I wouldn't trade um and I think the other thing is being reminded that the Bible says that the spirit where the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. There's Liberty. He yeah. brings the peace and freedom in our hearts to take one foot in one step in front of the other. For me waiting on scanner biopsy results was always the hardest part for me when we were chatting, um, in advance before that you had asked me that question of like, how do you navigate that? Because mm-hmm. I am always, even right now, it's like, wait six months to see if the nodule <laughs> on your lung or and whether it's cancerous and it's like, wait, what? I can't just say I'm cancer free? No, you can't, you know, and um, waiting on that, whether it's waiting when you first get diagnosed, or whether you're waiting to find out if you have, you know, whatever it is, um, that was always the hardest part. So I would just play worship on repeat in my house. And that allowed me to experience freedom like no other. It's really hard to be anxious, when you have the Bible in the form of worship, just being in your home. I mean, I'm talking all day, right? Like just, I've listened to podcasts on the topics that I'm struggling with. Um, I think all that's very important when you're waiting and you really do get used to the new normal of this is just kind of life. To be honest, everyone's kind of waiting on a scan or a biopsy or a result as one day or another, everyone's gonna get bad news, right? Whether that's a medical bad news or someone close to you passed away or, um, you know, whatever it is, one day we're all going to get bad news. So when you think of it in that way, my situation no different than others and that we all are waiting for something. So we might as well be grateful for life and the moment, right? Be grateful yeah. to just be alive. That's really how I've experienced freedom by
0: being sick or when, when being sick, I mean, yeah, yeah. Of course, I think of Job, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure you have read Job Job. through all of this. (laughs) We're buddies, Job and I. (laughs) Yep, you are. You are dear, dear buddies. (laughs) I also, um, just as you were speaking to, you said something, I don't know what you said that made me think of this, but I was even thinking of this today, you know, like what we fear is what controls us. Mm -hmm. And if we're fearing that next um, result that we get, or if we're fearing, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, even fearing that something will happen, because like you said, inevitably we're all waiting on that. Something's going to happen or maybe nothing, nothing like crazy has happened to you yet. Maybe you haven't even lost a loved one, or you haven't had a super big health issue, but fearing that it's going to come that really controls us. And I think that's why scripture tells us to fear the Lord. You know, that's the beginning of all wisdom. And I would even say the beginning of our peace, you know, that's where our peace is going to come from because we don't want to be controlled by fearing other things, whatever they may be.
1: And I truly have meant it when I say it is, if something happens to me and I die younger than I think I should, I'm going to be in heaven with jesus yeah and i actually never thought about heaven rightly until getting cancer and now i actually long for that day i used to think i really like earth quite a bit like (laughs) why do i need to be left from earth and now i'm like lord send me to heaven you know it's (laughs) like but there's something good about longing for heaven and if you don't have that perspective when you go through something hard you might gain it and i think that that's good the fear of the lord is the beginning right to understanding wisdom so yeah
0: And a side note too, do you have the dwell app? Did you use that at all during this? No. No. Okay. So some of our listeners might be interested in it. You might be interested in it. Uh, We had, we did like the free month of it. And then I think I did it when I was in the hospital, when I was septic last year. Um, It's basically reads the scriptures to you and it puts really calming music in the background, but you Mm -hmm. can pick the type of music, can pick the voice, like the reader, uh, it's just a really neat app, and it's called the Dwell app. So I will. I'm putting into- a little plug out there. Maybe I should contact them and ask if they want to do a <laughs> a little promotion for me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the next question. What tips would you give wives and mothers specifically in regards to managing home life through chronic illness?
1: Yeah. Oh, I am always trying to figure this out. <laughs> um, I. I- took a couple notes here I think one is try to make things more simplified in your home we really over or we over complicate things us doers yeah. you know we really do and so um try to just make it more simple like you might have an expectation you might have a vision of what you want to do I did homeschool preschool with my girls during all of this and you know sometimes it's help helpful to see what other people are doing And sometimes you just need to simplify and teach them their shapes and letters and colors (laughs) while you're laying on the couch, because that's learning too. And that's bonding with mommy because they were going to not be with mommy every day, you know. And so I think it's really important. We simplify. We don't get in our heads everything that needs to happen just for the sake of it happening and us feeling better about it. Right. Yeah. Just for the sake of it appearing a certain way the other thing is try to make things accessible in your home so i used to before caleb would go into his office and start work i would have him reach certain things i couldn't lift open certain jars i still struggle with jars bring laundry up the stairs because we have a two-story and the laundry gets washed down the stairs and gets put away up the stairs most of it and so just trying to make things accessible and see how you can do that and they make a lot of really cool devices i i look up a lot of like disability things um because Mm -hmm. it helps me like get ideas and that really has helped me a lot to try to like navigate like um a little bit after treatment i went to the zoo and i found out that i have you know i have access to the scooters and like things like that just trying to
0: uh
1: think of how you can make your life a little bit simpler physically for yourself is important enjoy your couch embrace it us moms don't enjoy the couch enough. (laughs) A lot of times we really don't, you know, I
0: was going to ask you about that. I remember you made a post on Instagram about the couch Yeah. and I don't know when you made that and what I was doing, but I apparently was on the couch a lot too, because it really (laughs) spoke to me. But but I know before that I broke my tailbone and it was opposite. I couldn't sit and I had broke my tailbone in labor. And so uh, you think you nurse a baby like every two hours, sometimes every hour, depending on the baby. And I couldn't sit very often to do that because my tailbone was broken. And so it was opposite for me. I was doing a lot of standing, a lot of baby wearing, but then when I read that post, I don't know when that was, I don't know what, 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 I, what season I was going through, but I remember you talking about the couch and just, that was just really spoke to me.
1: Yeah. On the topic of broken tailbones in the middle of <laughs> all of this, In the middle of treatment i broke my sacrum oh yes i forgot
0: (laughs) about that yeah likely
1: because my bones were so brittle um so you know this all applies to what not to do but what not to do (laughs) is when your kids get on a slip and slide that your husband and you set up because you're wanting to try to be a normal mom in the summer they were like mommy go down it and i was like i can't go down it so my plan was i was gonna sit on it my husband was gonna pull me because remember cancer treatment and before I could sit, I slipped out from underneath myself and broke my sacrum. And I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I went a whole 24 hours with a broken sacrum while going through treatment. And finally, I went to the ER and they didn't believe I broke it. And I was like, probably didn't. And they scanned it. and They're like, you broke your sacrum. So yep. that was the six weeks of not lifting amidst mm-hmm. all of this too. So I yeah. know you relate. late, but enjoy your couch. <laughs> Back to the point, <laughs> embrace it. Even when you're feeling good, enjoy your couch. Yep. Watch your kids play. Watch them play. Yeah. Don't try to get something done. Sit and yeah. watch them play, right? That's so good. Like pray. Uh look out the window. Look out your window. Mm-hmm. Look at the weather. My daughter has a keen ability to notice the weather. She notices when there's a rain cloud. Yeah. I don't notice those things. Why? We get so consumed with the busyness of our daily life. And finally. Another tip I would give is just find the positive in all things. There's almost always something we can say that's good. Well, I have really bad mouth source today, so mommy can't speak a lot, but that just means we get to do really fun miming games and watch (laughs) Disney movies, you know? Or we get to snuggle. I mean, these are real things that have happened to say like, and they need to hear that perspective instead of the complaining and like, be honest, this is what's going on, but now we get to do this, right? (laughs) Um, So I think that those are really important things.
0: Yeah. And I wanted to touch another subject again, because I wanted to earlier and I forgot, but speaking of your kids and just how you were talking about how they, through all of this, have become more sensitive Mm -hmm. uh, towards other people and the people around them. I Again, I was talking to my friend today about this as well. Uh, We were actually talking about miscarriages and um, how a lot of times, unless you go and get a DNC, which even then... There's an element of this that people who go get in DNC when they have a miscarriage will still relate to. But most of the time when you have a miscarriage, you are either one walking around, not knowing that it's coming and it just hits you one day while you're going about your normal life or two, you know that you're miscarrying, but you're waiting for it to happen and you are going about your normal life just as you would if you're dealing with a chronic illness that no one knows about and no one knows what's going on, right? You're just going about normal life. And I speak to this, I've had a miscarriage before. I've had more than one. And this is why we were talking about it. Um, and it just, it made me think, you know, because of that though, I, I know that the Lord has taught me how to be more sensitive to the people around me, knowing that at any moment in time, there are people maybe sitting at my dinner table, uh maybe that I'm passing in Walmart that are going through something and maybe they even look happy you know um but they might be going through something that I don't realize they're going through and then I even thought about it again when you talked about at the zoo and knowing that you have access to those scooters um Mm -hmm. there have been times where Mason and I have been like they don't need the scooter (laughs) you know what I mean like why are they on a scooter you would totally be that person that we would see on a scooter thinking She's just using the scooter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and I, like, <laughs> I put both of my kids on my lap on the scooter
1: and was pretending we're driving around. Yeah. And exactly. You would get I had a lot of looks.
0: You know? Yeah. I'm sure people were like, oh my gosh, they're just having a fun day today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just and it's not to be like a Debbie Downer always thinking on, oh, everyone around me is grieving and everyone is sad. Not like that, but it's just being aware um so that you can be kind and thoughtful and caring towards the people around you
1: yeah i think our society often like kind of wants us to mask what we're going through or hide it or kind of just suck it up buttercup kind of attitude and Mm -hmm. you know there's there's strength in being able to do that at times but there's strength in being honest about where you are in life right and i think always just assuming there's something under the surface with people is really important. There's something
0: more going on. I think that that's a great point. Yeah. Okay. So how do we care for our kids while needing so much care ourselves? So this
1: is a frozen two reference, but doing the next right thing that was outside of worship, my song on repeat during all of this. And so you don't focus on everything you do the next right thing. Okay. We're mm-hmm. potty. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you that I was trying to hold off all of the major transitions with our now three year old, um, but you know, was going through the one and two stages. And she uh, would, she climbed out of the bed even with a sleep sack. So we had to do the big girl <laughs> bed transition. Um, <laughs> the day after I finished chemotherapy. <laughs> oh my god. And um I was like, oh, you know, we're we're good. And then she tried to potty train herself, like was just <laughs> done with diapers. So um we didn't get to stop those transitions. So I was done with cancer treatment. We had to do all of those things while I was oh. going through it. So you do the next right thing. You go wipe the bottom you need to wipe. You go make the snack you need to snack. You feed yourself you leave the laundry and go lay down. You do whatever is the next right thing that is important. Um, You look at them, you look at their smiles and you enjoy them the best that you can. Mm -hmm. On days you feel good, you can do a little more, but you don't have to do that much more. You need to pace yourself. Um, You need to pace yourself and not get yourself in a position where you're going to be in a really bad spot because you overdid it on the day you felt good. Get really creative in what you do. Don't put unnecessary plans or expectations on yourself. The Bible even warns us of that. You know, mm-hmm. I wrote down um, James four thirteen to 15. It says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. You don't know about what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say if the Lord wills we will live and do this or that. That's incredible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's very important when we're caring for, um, our kids is just taking one step one day at a time and doing the next right thing. And then of course, listening to your body. I think that's really important. And I've taught my girls how to do that. In fact, yeah. they, uh, when, uh, My oldest goes to the pediatrician. She had a checkup recently because she had an ear infection. When the doctor looks at me and asks the questions, I actually turn it to my daughter and have her answer. So she's able to tell our pharmacy. She's able to tell her birthday. She's able to tell what her symptoms are, what ear hurts. Um, It was really cute. She said, yeah, sometimes with the change of seasons, my body feels defective. And I was like... (laughs) Me too, baby girl. Winners in state college are not very fun. I feel defective, you know. So she knows how to use words about how her body feels.
0: That is so cute. I love that.
1: Or she'll say, "I just need to lay down and listen to my body." When <laughs> One day, um, Caleb was actually sick and she said, daddy, you better not have any sugar because that doesn't help your body. You need fruits and veggies that heals your body. <laughs> so I think you're it's teaching
0: really- them good nutrition. <laughs>
1: yeah, Well, listening to your body, right. And teaching your yeah. kids how to listen to your body as you're listening to your body, mommy is listening to her body right now. Okay. So I can't do that. Cause I've got to listen to what it's saying. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. So
0: it is important. And we don't, I really don't think we do that enough in our culture. It's a very, um, just plow through mentality, you know, and I'm all about productivity. I'm all about work. That's another topic for another day. Um, work is not bad. Productivity is not bad. Uh, but there's a balance just like everything. And I would add, do the next right thing and do it joyfully. And that doesn't mean you have to like fake a smile. Um, and be fake that just means do it joyfully you know do it as unto the lord everything we do work unto him okay so i asked you a bit about anger um that was something that i personally was curious about so i haven't shared with our listeners but i think if if you followed our podcast long enough you know that last year i went septic back in february and so since then i have dealt with some chronic problems um since going septic just my immune system has not come back how i would like it to and even before that i dealt with some chronic pain back pain and then had broke my tailbone and labor and so that is one reason why chronic illness and pain has been close to my heart i've talked to other people about it and then talking to sarah through her journey has really made me want to just talk about it more and to get sarah's input and advice and one thing that I notice that I struggle with more when I am feeling bad physically is anger. I am much more easily given to just being having a short fuse. You know what I mean? And it could just be anything that kind of sets me off. So I asked Sarah about this. So Sarah, um, do you ever struggle with it in the home with handling your emotions while being in pain or feeling sick? I do think that this can be an obstacle for moms, even when they're not feeling ill, especially when there's little children at home who may not understand mom's limitations, which we've talked about how your children are more sensitive to that, but how do we navigate this and remain calm and self-controlled? I think the gentle and quiet spirit just really takes on a whole new level when you're going through such dark things. Yeah, absolutely. I do
1: deal with this and struggle with this and have to navigate this being in pain or dealing with symptoms tests you in a whole different way I had a really good pain day the other day and I was telling my boss like it opens up my brain space when I'm not in pain like I have a different brave or brain like length or wave I don't know I just I didn't realize it took up so much space in Mm -hmm. my mind and my emotions when I was in pain till I wasn't feeling as much pain on that one day so I I just want to say it can already be difficult dealing with kids. You have to have patience, right? (laughs) You could, I mean, you can get angry without having chronic illness, let alone adding something to that. Now go to Jesus, right? Confess your sin. For me, I have to be in my Bible. So even when I was going through cancer treatment, almost every day I would wake up before my kids so I could get mentally and spiritually prepared for the day. Mm -hmm. I could not start my day if I started it as soon as they got up like yeah. well i didn't feel like i could start it well and there were times i absolutely had to stay in bed but i think that that is very important is finding out what gets your your kind of brain in, in a good spot for the day and then like i mentioned confessing your sin i confess my sin to my husband and my friends when i do sin whether that's just texting a friend and say hey i yelled at my kids today i wish i hadn't i feel horrible and now i'm looking at pictures on them on my phone at night because <laughs> i miss them <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I'm gosh sure. what did I do wrong, I do wrong?
1: <laughs> you know and apologize to them when you get angry um and and you sin in your anger apologize mm-hmm. to them the other thing that works really well in our house is when people are feeling angry we try to get people to laugh yeah. right yeah. Like, try to get try to get somebody to laugh make a joke out of if my kids are angry try to get them to laugh if I'm angry try to just make a joke out of whatever is frustrating you um and then sometimes we just need to like take a break whatever it is we're working on. Maybe you're doing something and like an activity with them and they're getting irritated, just take a break, stop, do something fun, turn on, kids bop, dance, lighten the mood, get everyone out of the funk, go outside, breathe the fresh air, be in the moment. Those are all things that really help me um, specifically with navigating it. And also just remember that you're human and you're not going to be perfect. And so it's about what you do after the fact, not always whether you get a fight every time.
0: Well, and the more that, like you said, you repent, um, you say, you're sorry, the more that you get it right after the fact, the less yeah. likely, I think you're going to keep doing it because that's what repentance is, you know, continuing to, to repent and, um, turn away from that keeps our hearts soft. So that's really good advice. Absolutely, I think too, I have found lately, if I am distracted. And you, you kind of touched on this, like if I'm on my phone a lot, or if I'm trying to do a job or something, and I notice that I'm getting frustrated with the kids because they're arguing while I'm trying to do something, you know, maybe it's something on my phone or maybe it's a task around the house. I am learning to listen to my, I guess my, my emotions in that moment When I feel myself starting to get frustrated to try to stop before I like flip my lid kind of deal, you know, and the more, just the more I'm on my phone and the more I'm trying to do things while my kids are up, it's harder for me because the more kids I have and the different stages that they go through, I'm just not as able to get as much done around them as I used to be. And um, I'm all about our kids seeing us work and our kids seeing us get things done. I don't think that they should think the house magically cleans itself, (laughs) but um, I think to balancing just being present with them. And um, like you said, getting a change of scenery and focusing on them, getting eye contact with them rather than always trying to do something around the house or have another project or, you know, have your quiet time amongst them. Sometimes waking up earlier is just a lot easier, even if it is uh, um, giving up of sleep.
1: Absolutely. I think it's always an ebb and flow of trying to balance it well in the home. We're not always going to get it right. Right. And I think that's okay. I think it's about seeing our kids seeing us try. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: That's the important part and our husband seeing us try.
0: So. And it's going to change with seasons too. You might find something that fits for a month and then everything flips upside down.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, so you you say often that you're thankful you wouldn't change the trials that God's brought you through. But why? What specifically has he taught you through this and uh what specifically are you thankful for?
1: I truly mean I wouldn't trade any bit of it. Um which sounds crazy to most people and even me saying it <laughs> sounds crazy. I am thankful for the perspective he's given our entire family and frankly, the empathy that we now have for people. Um, you know, my girls, they are empathetic, they're resilient, but Caleb and I even are so much stronger. Yeah. Our Marriage has had so many ups and downs as all of us do. Right. But we feel solid and unshakable. We know each other's thoughts. It's, it's just how it is. And it's just wonderful to be in that spot with your husband after so much trial. Um, I wanted to share a story to answer this question was shortly after I had the scan um, and they found the nodule in my lung. I was just so frustrated that I had to just wait six months to see if this thing grew to find out if it was malignant cancer. And I'm like grieving about that the whole morning and I'm in the car and we were just chatting about, I was with my girls and we were chatting about Adam and Eve and my oldest um, said, you know, was talking about how like Adam and Eve had kids and they had kids and then they had kids. And she's like, oh, so like, you know, Oma, which is their grandma, you know, was my mom. And then I had them and they're going to have kids one day. And, you know, and she was like, yeah, mom, and you're going to be a grandma one day. (laughs) And I like thought in my head, like really grumpily. Yeah. Well, maybe I might Mm -hmm. not be living, you know, like, yeah. Remember this was very fresh in my mind about whether this scan, you know, was going to show cancer. And all of a sudden I feel just so clearly over me, like that's a perspective God wants everyone to have to live every day. Like you don't know if it's your last and it's a gift that you think in that way versus assume that you have so much time. Yeah. And um, the Bible in Psalm 90, uh, 12 says, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So it's wise to think like that, not, not, heartbreaking, but wise. And I was like, yeah. oh, it like shook me to the core. And ever since then I've not been nervous about this scan. Because even if, even if it's cancer right now in my lung, I'm gonna be okay. And I yeah. I can say that from the depths of my soul, truly. Um, and my girls are gonna be okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I've Learned a lot from this is I always thought people could just go to the doctor and like get fixed and get all the answers. But (laughs) medicine is not black and white, there's a lot of grays, and you have to rest in that unknown all of the time. You cannot just assume a doctor is going to tell you everything about your body, going to know everything. Like I said, I've had a lot of doctors that have made some oopsies along the way or Mm -hmm. haven't properly been proactive, and I've had to be my own advocate. And so, I think I just thought like, oh, someone has a health issue, they go to the doctor, they get a medicine, or they get fixed, and like, <laughs> are fine. Why are you complaining? Right? Like, but sometimes it's not that simple. It's right. just not always that simple. Um, there's not always a fix, you know, and um, or it's not a short term fix, it's a long term fix, right? Or something that's got to work out over time. So that's something that we've really gained that I'm thankful
0: for. Yeah. I like that you said too, like, you're not only going to be okay, but your girls are going to be okay. When Mason's dad was battling cancer, trying to think he got diagnosed when Evangeline was born. So he's, it's been about three, almost four years now. The reality that he might die, of course hit us. And, um, it wasn't just a, like, he's going to be okay. God has a plan for his life. It was a wife will be okay. And God has a plan for his mom's life. And God has a plan for Mason and for me. And like, my kids are going to be okay. Even if they don't have memories of their grandpa, it was resting in the fact that God has a plan for all of us and we're all going to be okay. It wasn't, You know, I think that just, I always worry, like, what if something happened to me and my kids don't have their mom anymore, or my kids don't have their dad or they don't have their grandpa. God is their father.
1: So good. And the Bible is so true to us. And we as Christians have a hope that is eternal and that cannot be taken away from us.
0: Yes. Okay. So what advice, what any last advice would you give? moms struggling with chronic illness and pain what things specifically have helped you Sarah
1: I think being transparent with the people in your life is very important don't pretend like life is good all the time if you don't have a community find a community to support you our family has been incredible but like you mentioned they do live far yeah so we didn't see each other a whole lot during all of this due to COVID I saw them some but it was a huge process they would like quarantine for two weeks and like remember this is back in the yeah. day right and like right not stop at gas stations hardly on the drive I mean it was yeah. an intense process um our church is that community for us um as well they support us so well we have had every single need met people when we were staying home would come to our window to socialize with us and just talk awesome. us, drop things <laughs> off I mean we've had endless meals and still I'm on this AIP journey and I have constant people just trying to serve me in that um and then i think secondarily is continue to advocate for yourself if you're struggling with something your body is telling you something like listen to your body don't let people dismiss you and just kindly ask for a second opinion i think that that's really important and obviously the most important is let the bible be your guide each and every day and what you should put your hands to and let um the lord guide you and he will he'll be he'll be swift to to speak and to 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 direct we just gotta perk up our ears and listen a bit so it's
0: really good okay do you have anything else to add
1: i don't think so i'm just incredibly honored to even be (laughs) alive and here talking on this topic and i mean that like moments are so much sweeter in life now you know and Mm -hmm. i'm just thankful to have even though we're still struggling we're still in the thick of it and i'm just thankful to even be here and to to know you and to be able to be on this podcast so thank you so much
0: well, we are very, very honored, Sarah, for sure. I I personally have been honored to just talk with you and also have your advice. It's really poured into my life. And um, I know our listeners are gonna really enjoy this as well. We have a, a couple thousand listeners. So we're just gonna oh. ask that they pray for you, Sarah. Oh, yes. <laughs> listening to this, pray for Sarah Cook, pray for her family. Cause like you said, you're still in the middle of it. And it's just amazing to have you share your story on here with us. And like you said, stand on the word of God. And I wanted to read second Corinthians 4 16 that says, therefore we do not lose heart though. Outwardly we are wasting away yet inwardly. We are being renewed day by day. We know God's doing that in your life. And our prayer is that God does that in the lives of all of our other listeners that might be struggling with chronic illness and pain wonderful that
1: scripture we just um read on repeat it's actually caleb's favorite scripture so well there thank you me. go <laughs> yeah thank you and thank you everyone for praying for us um, we really do feel it it makes a difference it does